Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo in the house. And meteorologist Tom Russell at my house. How about that? Yeah, even though we are back in the studio. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? I tell you what, that is one of the biggest uh, highlights over the last year, year and a half, I guess. You know, we were working from home, which had its perks, I guess. But then uh, getting back in the studio, for me, was just kind of liberating to stand in front of a green screen again and be able to point to things and show things. It may sound silly to people listening, but as a weather guy, you know, when you get excited about, uh, you know, a cloud formation or a radar, you know, something on the radar, you want to be able to point it out and show it and say, hey, this is why this is moving. So for me... I'm loving it. How about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really miss assertively pointing to stuff like a thunderstorm. <laughs> it just, you know, there's just when you're at the wall and you can point to something with confidence, it just so, shows this assertiveness that you know what you're talking about rather than a disembodied yeah. voice you're talking right. over exactly. a screen. I totally agree. And uh, just the energy of being, you know, I'm back in the, sto- in the uh, studio with Jasmine. And, you know, when you have somebody to bounce stuff off of, uh, I think it helps uh, your energy as well. So good to be back at CBS 21. You know, what other uh, thing I like to do, Ed, as you know, is to climb to the rooftop of CBS 21. I know, and, I know. Uh, That's take been... pictures and do Facebook Lives and stuff. And it's really helped because this has been an active week as far as weather. So you can see, you know, hey, there's big storms out west. There's nothing out east. And you can literally show folks, uh, you know, with a with the camera, hey, this is where stuff's happening. This is where it's blowing up. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. You're closer to the sky. You know, that's that's our area of expertise. The closer you're to <laughs> it on the roof, yeah, the better you're going to be. You know, what the, the uh, when I was doing the morning show, so I've been filling in for Steve the past couple of days. Right. I, sometimes I forget my placement in the studio. I, I, I seriously, like <laughs> yesterday. Really? Well, I was having clicker issues. The, like I was pressing the button and it wasn't Nothing advancing. I think it must have been – the button was either jammed or I had it on the wrong computer. But there was right. one segment, my main weather segment, where I was supposed to go to the wall, and I stayed at the desk. Because you're so used to just I'm so over. used to just sitting in my chair. <laughs> like, like, okay, here's another weather segment where I sit and don't move, you know. Did, did the director uh, yell at you and say, get over there? They said, you know, Ed, why didn't you go to the green screen? Why didn't you go to the wall? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, so. it's been funny at night because the directors haven't had to really worry about camera shots. You know, when you're in a studio, you have two or three cameras going, and, you know, they would just put the camera where they wanted because it, it was just a, just Jasmine in there doing the anchoring. So now they have to move cameras around and uh, remember to switch cameras. So it's it's been a little bit of work for everybody. Right. And, and for me, I've always had, like, hotspot issues working from home. So my hotspot right, right. would just randomly shut off. For no reason. In the middle of a show. Yeah. Right. You know, People... you know, I, you know, we we have a robot on Mars, but I'll be darned if we can get a hotspot <laughs> to not shut off during a newscast. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, well, our signal was sometimes low and you know, right. our voice came in, but our picture quality I mean, I know where where you are, you've had some internet Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where there's so many levels, like you're saying, of things that could go wrong. Because basically we were, you know, a lot of people were doing this working from home, but you had this, uh, you know, connection to your computer at work. So there was this big delay by the time it got to to the TV or back to you. And uh, I'm just glad those things are are looking to be over. Right. Exactly. And if you've never watched a live newscast before, um, 
or if you haven't actually, if you've never been in a studio to actually watch what's happening. I mean, some people think it looks like my parents describe it as organized chaos because you have your producers <laughs> in the back, you have these floor directors right. who are moving cameras around while you know the anchors talking or I'm doing weather. It's just, but on air it looks clean. It always looks clean. Right. But when you are doing stuff from home, when you have you know, limited connection or you have connection problems. I mean, it's, it's like organized chaos times 10. It's, you know, right. it's like just, just one little thing that goes wrong and the whole thing falls apart, but it never really fell apart. It never fell well, apart. I, well, I you know, it felt like it sometimes. <laughs> it certainly did. Well, it's hard when you're trying to put together your weather cast and keep your train of thought and then, uh, you know, your computer's flashing, uh, you know, lost signal or uh, you're hitting the button and nothing's moving. So oh, there's a yeah. million things going on in your head when you should be concentrating on the on the weather. Well, my hair I, my hair did get grayer. Yes, I noticed that. And yes. mine too. Yes, yours know, did. You're a lot grayer now, Tom. <laughs> a lot. And I have a bold prediction. I tweeted it out this week. I don't know if you saw it, but, um, uh, you know, we had this really hot streak starting June, right? We did. So when I looked at the pattern here for the rest of the month, I said to myself, we're not going to do this again. So I made the bold prediction of no more 90s for the rest of June. How do that, you feel about that? Well, what's at stake? Uh, maybe a steak. We could uh, put dinner on it. <laughs> well, uh isn't just being wrong about it bad yes. enough? <laughs> yes, yes. My reputation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, no I, Tom. I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of see the same thing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was an impressive little hot streak. It wasn't like we just hit ninety. I mean, we got ninety three, ninety four those days. Now we're in the sixties. Probably not even going to hit seventy as of Incredible. you know Friday. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I see a couple of features here as uh, as we move into the middle of June. There's kind of this coastal low that forms as we get into, uh, you know, right around the middle of the month. And that could keep us in the low 70s. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing where you know, we're talking about the heat out west, like in the western states. And we're kind of they're going to get this big high pressure area. We're going to be, you know, on the troughier side of things, which would keep us. Um, at or below average. So I'm not saying we're not going to have hot days. I just don't think we reach 90 the rest of the month. Yeah. So I know I know some people. Who was it yesterday? Said two people said to me recently. You know, I'm a fan of the. I'm definitely a fan of the upper 80s. You know, 80s like not good enough. Let alone you know right. today when we're stuck. R. J. Harris. He's he one of those. Oh, so yeah. Got yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Let me throw this stat at you, uh, my friend, because this is pretty remarkable too. You know, we wrapped up May. And uh, there was a summary that was put out about May 2021. And the most remarkable stat is that no tornadoes have been rated EF3 or higher in the month of May. And as they work this out, this would be the first time in recorded history since 1950 uh, that there were no EF3 or higher tornadoes in May across the country. There were obviously some in April and March, but not in May. Correct. Okay. But not in May. Isn't that amazing? That is fascinating. You know, May is really when, you know, because we oftentimes early in the season, we talk about the Deep South, you know, right. uh, you know, February, March, April. But May is, you know, when you start to see it in Texas, Oklahoma, like the Plain States. The Dakotas yesterday had uh, a big severe weather potential. Um, but, yeah, that's very impressive for May. I mean, May typically uh, – you know, we've seen a lot of F5s, like the Moore, Oklahoma tornado. Sure, I mean, uh, May's the... The Joplin tornado, 
All May. All in May. The yeah, May 31st to... tornadoes in Pennsylvania, May. 1985. Yep. Uh, de- definitely the you know peak of the season. So I thought that was a pretty remarkable mm-hmm. stat. So if we look back meteorologically, um, why did that happen? Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of temperature swings per se. We didn't have any strong fronts. What what's your take on, on yeah. why we were so fairly quiet? I mean, a good chunk of the uh, a good chunk like the middle part of the month was actually pretty cool. Remember that. Oh yeah, you're it right. It was cool here, yeah, um, right? But even so, it was a widespread cool. It's not like we had any major, right. major, you know, fronts moving through. Not just here, but also across the Midwest too. And right. and I, I would really be curious to see what the most violent month—not in terms of fatality, but in terms of just uh, tornadic strength. I mean, I would willing to bet it's either April or May. Like yeah, where we have the highest amount of EF threes or more or EF twos or more, right. but that's that's crazy. So you just saw that statistic recently. Yeah, the uh, our friends at the uh, Storm Prediction Center, you know, do like a tally and a wrap up, and they actually put that out because it was such a remarkable stat uh, from their standpoint. So you know, they go through all the data and they try to you know quantify things and, and put things in perspective. So that was the one thing that uh, really jumped out at them. Um, so, you know, I like to point those things out because all you ever hear about is how bad the weather is and it's getting mm-hmm. worse and this and that. So, uh, when stats like that come out, I like to, I like to highlight them. Yeah, no, uh, oh. you know, the, the, it, there's, there's so many stats in weather. It's, it, it's crazy. Like, you know, that's a stat I ne- never even thought to be a stat until right. you hear it. Um, and then you go, wow. Yeah. And, and, and how impressive it is. All right. Let's talk, uh, tropics real quick. Uh, you know, we had our first name storm, Anna, which I totally disagree with, as you know. Um, but we look now at this time of year into the Gulf of Mexico where the warmest waters are. And as we record this, uh, there is the potential for some development in the western Gulf over by uh, Texas and uh, Mexico. Are you seeing that, too? Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's going to take a while to, to gather, but... Yes, that would. But be... other than that, pretty pretty quiet in the, yep. in, the Atlantic, in the tropical Atlantic. Yeah, we're still, uh, you know, we're gonna be up in mid June here. You know, we had it's what Anna was what third week of May. That's Anna the last... was not a storm. You know how I feel about. Oh yes, that. I do. Yes, I do. I'm just saying it's been like it's been a few weeks <laughs> since since we had anything close to a tropical swirl. Yes, yes. Back so, then, or so, nice subtropical sneak, swirl, sneak. I should say. It'd be thank you for clarifying. Yes, <laughs> uh, it would be nice if we could sneak through June with uh, with no tropical development. Yeah. Um, so that kind of ties in with, um, you know, you and I have been talking the fact that we've been a little bit dry in central PA, but this recent rainfall has helped. Although the rain has been very isolated. It has. Like this recent event, we had a lot of rain in Franklin County, Adams County, but you know, Harrisburg didn't get a whole lot. Uh, you know, northern areas didn't get a whole lot. So how are we doing draw-wise? I think we're okay, right? I mean, we're behind, but not too much. You know, I think I think a, a serious dent was put in that record cold mini-max uh, oh, Memorial yeah. Day weekend. That was a chilly rain, but nonetheless, it was it was one we needed. A widespread. Yeah, uh, right. we haven't really seen any widespread. I mean, we have widespread showers today, but it's just like the spitting kind that don't do right. much in terms of right. eliminating deficit. Um, but honestly, it, it looks... It looks fairly dry, you know, as we head into to mid June, or the sec or the it, it, what is today June tenth, yeah, next right. week, next week's no, seasonable. 
Well, uh, you know, we can't wrap up a podcast without, uh, you know, a cicada update. So I'm going to turn it over to the I, I wasn't even. I, I had no intent. Oh, you know intention. you were chopping at the bit. Don't give me that. No, no. You look at you. What? No, cicadas? What? No, I think, Tom, cicadas? I think you are secretly obsessed. <laughs> Tom, Tom, are we okay? There's other stuff to talk about besides cicadas. Hey. Ed, let's just put this out there because you texted me the other day. And this was very funny. You said, because there's nothing in my house. Okay. So I'm yeah. like north of Hershey, you know, well east of Harrisburg, nothing. So Ed texts me and says, hey, show this to your neighbors. And it's this loud cicada sound and in the trees and all that. Like you're trying to prove to people that, yes, there are cicadas because it really is have or have nots. I mean, it depending is. on where you it are, is. right? It is. You know, if you didn't have them 17 years ago and you're living in the same place, you're likely not going to have them now. Exactly. So, so the people that don't remember them, probably not going to see them unless they move somewhere. Um, but we're at, you know, today they're not going to make much noise. And, of course, there's still people out there who would be like, well, they don't make any noise anyway because you're making it up. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> I've definitely heard them. I've definitely heard them. Wait, you heard them. Uh, where did you no, hear them? No, I mean – no, I mean, from you and everybody where they are, they're extremely loud. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Them, you know you have them. Yeah, so uh, I think next week we kind of go into the peak of it, and then the last two weeks of June they start to die off. And All right, so, so and, that's what I want to ask you. We're on the downside now? I think we will probably after June 15th. Um, that's when we'll be kind of be on the downside. So they'll die off second half of June, and so will my obsession. <laughs> hey you know what why don't i just roast myself because you and joel yes. did a very good job of that on the i'm like relaxing at home and then all of a sudden i hear my name i'm like oh maybe they use some of my cicada video no they're just making fun of it and they're roasting the heck out of me it was worse than charlie sheen no no no, no. you're taking this all wrong we did because we love you know, I mean, this is a, this is a way of showing affection, not to, yes. No, we, I think everybody has enjoyed your uh, your passion for the cicada, your uh, your in depth reporting on the cicada. So you have yeah, nothing to be ashamed. No, of. it it really is fascinating, and if you haven't been out to one of the places where it's happening, you know, take Do your it. kids yep. because you know, I, I see some, I see more adults grossed out by this than kids. And right. you got to do it for the kids, especially when it's science related. I mean, you just never know what is going to change their life. I mean, for me, it was a videotape, a tornado video. You know, that's wow. how I knew. Yeah, oh, my gosh, important. that's what I'm going to do. You know, some kid right. could go out and, you know, pick up these cicadas and hear the sound. It could be such a big experience for for him or her at, that they it, it completely reshapes their life. I, I mean, it's a, you know it's a, that's a, that's a good point. It's a once in 17 year experience. And even people who are grossed out by it are like, wow, that I'm glad I experienced that. They experienced it. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's so a good it really, point. it really is, is remarkable. But yeah, I think the whole thing dies off second half of June, but they're already starting to mate. So, What's will that? you know that will you notice like one day there's not going to be there? Or is it just going to, the, the sound is just going to go down. I, I mean, it, it's interesting because in my neighborhood, I was not expecting an emergence at all. But they blew up across the street from me. So I'm over toward, I don't want to give my address away, obviously, but I live in the vicinity of, of uh, Slate Hill, Lisburn, Arcona area. Right. And right. there's older forest, older neighborhood right across the street from me that saw a big emergence. And I heard the noise as I was exiting my neighborhood. Uh -huh. And it was loud there. But in the past 
five days, the noise has come here because the trees across the street from me have gotten so crowded with cicadas that they're trying to find their own space, so they're coming over to the new trees that are in my neighborhood. So now it's very loud here. They're so everywhere. So looking forward in time, if those things don't get disturbed, then they will, you know, be part my, of the Yeah, the, the newer neighborhood, this newer neighborhood will see a large emergence in 2038. And the smaller right, trees... All right, yeah, we're, going to, we're going to Ed's house in 2038. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold prediction. 17 years. Um, but but yeah, so it's it's pretty amazing how this you know thing can move around based on where they fly to you know in the in the coming yep. years, but or or where they fly to in that current emergence. But the the interesting thing with these guys is that. Uh, you know, it's 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 silence for 17 years. Once once this is done, it's been pretty incredible, pretty incredible. My favorite meme, though, and you pointed this out early on, and then somebody kind of hi- highlighted it. You know, the whole thing is a mating call, right? You know, the males are you know looking for the females. Yes. You know the famous scene from uh, the movie with John Cusack where he's holding up the boombox, yeah. and uh, some somebody has the meme. Every male cicada in my neighborhood right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> biologically speaking, that is all yeah. that's going on here. That's all. That's all that's, <laughs> that's going so on. It's uh, it's 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 truly re- remarkable, and it's truly very loud. Well, thank you for all you've done uh, with cicadas. You've you've definitely uh, given me new insight. So, uh, thanks for all your reporting, and uh, we'll guess we'll see you on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny because I I don't ha- I don't have the capability to I have the capability to record this podcast at work, but things are still kind of left the way they were a little bit since we left. So <laughs> yes. you know, some of the workflow is a little different. So I still have to come back home to record and and whatnot. But uh, gotcha. well, it's always fun to catch up with you, my friend. It is. It is, Tom. Nice chatting. You're listening to Me it's too. raining Mets. <laughs>